Hello, my name is Eddie Flewell and I'm, I'm your host for The Playground. And today we have vocalist, singer, songwriter, producer, Lynn Davis. And for those who don't know Lynn by name, let me tell you, this lady has pretty much performed for everybody. And I mean, performed, sang, wrote, everybody. Um, um, starting with one of my keyboard heroes, actually the keyboard hero, George Duke. Lynn Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Looking beautiful. Oh, thank you, Eddie. Thank let you. Me first, let me ask you, first of pandemic. all, <laughs> that was my question. How are you doing, you know, through, through this whole thing? Well, I actually see um, it as a blessing. You know, we've been afforded the time to reinvent ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, work on, we have the time to work on some things we haven't maybe had the time before. So mm -hmm. it's been a positive. Good, good. In the midst good. of all this negativity, it's still been a positive. For me. Thank you. Thank you. And it is negative. And, and that's, that's a struggle for, for a lot of us these days, because especially us in the entertainment world, us creatives, you know, it's like, Absolutely. <laughs> what do we yeah. do with this? What do we do right. with this? Okay, so, now what? <laughs> let me ask you this. First of all, um, do you have you don't have any CDs out of your own, right? Not yet. Okay. But, uh, Thank one you. Been coming before the okay. end of this year. Yeah. Are you taking Are you taking advantage of this time to work on that? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> when uh, I, I was coming out, uh, Lynn Davis um, from the vault. You know, from the vault. So it's going to okay. be amazing, actually. Okay. Does it by any chance feature the people, some of the people that you've worked with over the years? Yes, it has. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me go over this list real quick because I wrote them down. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, there are so many, Lynn, that you were, as you know, I mean, you've worked with like, like so many people. And I'm like literally writing this list down. It's like the list goes on and on and Aww. on and on and on. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me, let me just stop. But anyway, um, I have George Duke, Patrice mm -hmm. Russian, mm -hmm. Vesta Williams, Jeffrey okay. Osborne, Sheila E., Stevie Wonder. Yes, my favorite, yes. One Lalo, my... Lalo Schifrin. Yes. Marvin Hamlich. Steven Spielberg. I, I gotta go back to Lalo. Lalo Schifrin, I was a fan of his since I was a child when I first heard the theme to Mission Impossible. I was yeah. all in. I was all in. Like I said, this is like when I was a kid, I was just learning how to play piano and I was all in then. And the theme to Mannix and all that stuff, I'm like, are you guys? Are you guys listening? This this dude, this this dude here. It's, it's been an amazing. It's been an amazing journey. Yeah, yeah. It's been really good. Um, you know, he said if our gift will take us before kings and queens, royalty, mm. and mm -hmm. create a way for us, and it really has. Real, yeah, it, it, I'm sure it has for you, big time, yeah. big time. Oh, and like I said, that's I'm barely scratching the surface. Stanley Turretine, Sarita Wright, Greg Fillin Gaines, Billy Preston. I mean, this list goes on and on and on and on and on. And how you maintained? I mean, it's it seems like you went from, I mean, literally, like I'm working with these people like this week, and then next week I'll be with them. I'm sorry, let's say I'm working with these people from this week to how many years, and then after this year is done, I'll be working with this person. And again, legends, legends. Which speaks, which speaks volumes to your talent. I mean, just... thank you. Thank you so much. So, um, while we're on the journey, we never know what's ahead. It's like mm -hmm. an everyday walk of faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It really is. And you're you're just like like I said. I mean, your talent just speaks for itself. I mean, it just continues on and on and on. Did you have any like long breaks during that during that period? It seems like it was like the whole year, a couple of years. It's all been Lynn Davis, just working, 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 working. No, there were no breaks. No downtime. No, there was no downtime those days. Okay. Not at all. Okay. No. Um, the, the decision in those days was, oh my God, I have this um, chance to go on tour with such and such. But then if I go on tour, then I'm going to lose all the studio work. That was the decision. <laughs> what, a, what a nice problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some decisions like, oh, Stevie Wonder wants me to go on tour. No decision. I'm gone. <laughs> No. Marvin Gaye. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gone. Uh-huh. And fortunately, I'm sure you know you're look you're considering a fortunate that it just so happened to work out to where you could do that, you know. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Great. So let's let me let's go back to your beginning. <laughs> Such as it was. Okay. Starting as it starting out, you know, you're 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 singing, I'm assuming as a child and all that, you're singing and all that. And then yeah. what was it that that uh first of all, who like how old were you when it was discovered that you know, hey, you know, this this little girl right here, she's she's got something. Four, five years old. Really? Actually, yes. I mean, full swing at five and six years old in church. My father was a classical singer, amazing voice, uh, many opportunities. He was asked to do the original Porgy and Bess. Um, oh wow! We didn't do it back in those days because you know he had a family. And he was concerned about, um, you know, it was a lot more difficult for them in those days. Mm-hmm. So when he would come home, he was also a classical singer, and he would learn his pieces in different languages. I would be sitting right there on the piano with him, you know, really? learning the songs, singing them in the, uh, the same language that he was mm-hmm. singing them in. And when he would go um, to the, we'd go to the opera to hear his performance. And uh, my mother said I would stand in the aisle and sing everybody's part. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just without, like, without being asked. That? I mean, you just did that. You just did that on I your just, own. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and needless to say, saying all the parts right. I sang in, in different languages as well. And um, whatever my father brought home for me to listen to, I think my first favorite vocalist was Sammy Davis Jr. Mm. Uh, um, let's see, um, Sarah Vaughn, um, Dinah Washington was my mom's favorite, you know. So my introduction to music was gospel first and then mm-hmm. jazz. Mm-hmm. Classical and, is, and jazz, yeah. And you're listening to this, I mean, throughout your childhood, I mean, from, from elementary yeah. on into high school? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then my sister started bringing home the albums. <laughs> so I started listening to the doo-wop groups. The shy mm-hmm. lights, the whatnots, you know. <laughs> whatnots, oh my. The, you remember that? I went yes. back. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. Maybe I just totally dated myself. I just totally ate myself. Right, right. Uh-huh. And um, then let's see. Um, the Jackson Five blew all of our minds. Of course, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And um, I met them actually once in Vegas because my friend's father was their um, security guard, Bill Bray. And um, I remember saying to Michael and Marlon, I'm gonna sing with you guys one day. No and way. So, 
Yeah, I really did. And when um, when I was working uh, up at Tito's house on the 2300 Jackson Street album, <laughs> I just kind of went to the side and cried because it was just so did amazing. You, did you, you know, and, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, wow. It's just, they call that now, what do they call that? Um, um, with the Simpsons and I forget what they call it now, mm -hmm, but. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that I was that I was just speaking it into existence by my faith, you know. Wow! And it wow! It wow! I'm yeah. sure that was a surreal moment for you when you realized that you know, hey, I remember saying that I was going to be here, and here you are. Like you said, you spoke it spoke it into existence. Yeah, I was um, working with. Um, I went to you know Michael's and the parents' house several times because I was. Uh, producing and arranging for Latoya Jackson's mm -hmm. album back in the mm -hmm. day. And um, so I was very familiar with the Jacksons and mm -hmm. very grateful, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to connect with them because I've always loved uh, their art so much. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to, uh, and again, in your beginning and everything, you're going from, you know, five years old, you're singing through gospel and you're, you're following like all these different people right. and, you're, and your father, your father's practicing and you're listening to, this, to, to all this. And then at the ripe old age of 16. <laughs> I did the Battle of the Bands. Yes. Actually, yes. before that, I did the Battle of the Bands. It was before, okay. And it was a vocal group and it mm -hmm. was a duet. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the first time in the history of the Battle of the Bands that a vocal group won overall. Uh-huh. Um, by, the, by the way, the Shades of Love. The Shades of Love, you know. <laughs> Come on oh now. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh -huh. Actually, we turned it out. It was I, it was hot. We turned it out. To and, be um, to be the what the first the first like duo to win that kind of thing in its history the Battle of the Bands of the Hollywood Bowl in its history, yes, it was amazing. So and it's people started... came running down screaming and you wow. know we had a great arrangement and it was just magical. How many yeah. songs did you do? We did a medley. Oh okay okay. We did a medley do you remember what the songs were? Four, four songs. We did stop on by. Ain't mm. no mountain high enough. Ah, in the town. Uh, I can't remember the other ones. Um, that was that was my cut then too. Oh man, that was the cut, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was. It was. She did a duet on that one. I forget who she sang that with. Do you remember who she sang that with? Uh, who? Uh, who? Shaka Khan. Uh huh. That was Rufus. That was Rufus, wasn't uh -huh. it? Yep, okay, that was so Rufus. That was, and Tony Maiden. Yeah, Tony Maiden. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my gosh. Philip will have to tell you the story because I remember we were learning that song too, and Philip was singing all the Shaka parts and everything. And it was, oh, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep, yep. So, so you win, you win the battle of the, well, yeah, you win the battle of the bands and everything. Mm -hmm. Now, please tell me about the friend that comes along and tells you, hey, uh, you need to go uh, audition with George Duke, right? How long after your how long after your Battle of the Bands did that happen? I was about and if I, and if I'm skipping anything, please fill in the blanks because I'm like you know. Okay. I was about sixteen and a half, seventeen. Sixteen and a half. And I I think I never knew. I came home. My mom said, first of all, I used to make a career out of 
going to auditions and my keyboard player and I would say, hey, yeah, let's go over there and let's, let's go to this audition. Let's turn it out. I was like, okay, cool. And, and you were down, you were up, you were yeah, up we that. were just kids, you know, mm-hmm. we were, the world was ours. We thought, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, um, we, uh, I got the call, I came home. My mom said, you have an audition with George Duke. So I talked to a friend of mine and I said, is that that guy that did that song? Surely you break my heart. <laughs> and she said, yeah. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go to this audition. And he's bad. Now, you know? now real, real quick, Lynn, I want to go back to what you just said. You made a career out of auditioning. I mean, at, at that age, you, you thought, hey, this is, we're going to, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. people need to people need to get that, you know, because there are people who will shy away from auditioning. But if you look at it like that, we're going to make a career out of auditioning. It's, I, that's like, I wow. believe because uh, every time that you audition, you're 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 relaxing and and growing into what it is that you're doing and what it is to present yourself to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, when I tell you the story about Stevie, then you're going to understand that I take take that even further. When you meet somebody, you seize the opportunity. Uh-huh. I didn't uh-huh. take opportunities for granted at all. Wow, uh-huh. wow. Hear that. Everybody watching the show, please hear that. And Do preparation, when, you're, when you prepare, it's like when I was younger, I remember um, my parents coming into my room and going, have you done your homework? And I'd look at them like, uh, and, and they said, if you would spend as much time doing your homework as you do in this room, vocalizing, I put in the work. You wow. know? So when the wow. opportunities and the time came, you know, my voice was ready. I was ready. And that you had that focus at that age. Because I mean, usually that is that's when we're kind of like all over the place. That's you know? all I wanted to do. No wow. boys, no anything i went to usc mm-hmm. for my mom and dad mm-hmm. you know like okay i'll go to you <laughs> i got scholarships i might as well go but. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and i was going to ask you when 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 you were talking about like you know this you, the, the keyboard player is the one who said that you know hey you know there's this audition with george duke um i was going to ask you okay what friends you know at that age nope somebody like george duke you know, and said, hey, we need to go over there. But I mean, that that explains it, that you made that a career. You were going to audition, we're going to audition. This right. is what we're going to do. And so. my my friends, um, you know, it was a very small circle because my focus was music and they mm-hmm. knew it. Mm-hmm. So I had friends around me that um, loved music just as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh my gosh, I got to tell you about the mini concerts. So Please. I used to do mini <laughs> I used to do many concerts in my mom's house. I mean, I even remember my parents letting Dorsey High's workshop band set up in our living room because we were doing a talent show and we needed a place to rehearse. So she Uh let all the guys, Eddie Tate, all them, you know, set up in the Mm -hmm. living room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to do concerts of these. Now, you didn't go to Dorsey, did you? No, I went to Crenshaw okay. for about a year. I got and you. We moved after South Bay. Yeah. Okay. And Dorsey, I mean, let it be said, I mean, Dorsey, I mean, just a wealth of talent so came out of talent that school. That came out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Dorsey in Los Angeles. Just like I said, just a, a wealth a wealth of talent came from there. Yes. So, yes. so, so you auditioned for George Duke. Um, so I went to the auditioning for George Duke 
and I had a big fro. <laughs> it was humongous. It was like this, right? And so So you walk you walk into the room. So I walked into the room and there was about 30 it's a lot of uh vocalists, female vocalists in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um people were they were auditioning and then they would stay to look at the competition. So right. half of them And like, them and like you said, you walk in, you walk in with your you know. With my fro and one of my friends, one of my girlfriends went with me and um, I saw all these women and, you know, I was like, wow. And I said, okay, well, who's next, who's the last so I can get behind them. And a lot of them kept saying to me, oh, we already auditioned, we already auditioned. So they were just there to see the competition, you know, right. you know how right. that goes. Right, right. And, um, so now, do you know if they had auditioned already or were they just? A lot of them had auditioned already. Okay. And they okay. were just sitting there gotcha. waiting to see the competition. Okay. And uh, so um, it was my time to audition. And George is just such a sweetheart from the very beginning. You Thank know, you for saying that. I, I, like I said, I never met him, but I always wondered. Mm-hmm. Always super down to earth, professional, very um, inviting his mm-hmm. person was. Mm-hmm. And very mm-hmm. soothing. You know, make you feel comfortable. Um, the other guys, it's in the store, but <laughs> <laughs> that was their gig, though. You know what I uh-huh, mean? Uh-huh, Everybody uh-huh. serves a purpose. Uh-huh. And, um, and like I said, for me, I'm glad to hear that because I was, I'm, like I said, as a keyboard player, I mean, he was like one of my first keyboard heroes. So, right. I mean, to this day, I mean, I still, I, I'm, I miss him. I'm sure you do. I miss right. him playing. I miss listening to him. But anyway, I'm and, sorry. I digress. Those sorry. are the times when musicians were really, you know, and vocalists were really, um, the, the expectation was high. Mm-hmm. So um, they expected you to come in and bring it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is the um, the vibe. Like, okay, let's see what you got. And mm-hmm. uh, Now, was the full band there or was it just George? No, it was Byron Miller and Dugu. Um, I don't, I think it was Icarus that was playing guitar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And George, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Or maybe okay. it was just those three. So, of course, with George, I mean, do you really need a band? So, <laughs> right, right. So he had me do some Brazilian, you know, because that uh-huh. was George's thing. So he needed to see how quickly I picked up parts, and then of course I got to um, freestyle, and. Um, of course, I went to Shaka Khan land because, you know, that's where, <laughs> that's where, you know, every, everybody who was anybody in hip to what was happening, Shaka was so revolutionary, revolutionized vocals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, and like you said, you had already started with the audition with Stop On By. So, I mean, you know, right? n- let alone whatever else you did back then. So you're, you're good. You're good. Right. So we, uh, I finished the auditioning and I left. Oh, I, you didn't hang around. I didn't hang around. I, I you have to understand class. that my socialization wasn't within the music industry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't there to compete. I wasn't there. I didn't, I was that has never been my thing. Okay. I went, I was there to do what I was there to do. And after mm-hmm. I was there to do, it was out of my hands. So mm-hmm. I left. And mm-hmm. I felt pretty good and confident about it. And um, I did get called back 
And it was my first session, I believe it was for Raul de Souza or Milton Nascimento with George. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. heard me saying that I was like 16 years old. He was mm -hmm. like, you can't go with me on this tour. This is a nightclub tour. <laughs> Uh -huh. you're, you're too young come see uh -huh. me in a couple of years you know uh -huh. and um i never let him forgive uh, forget me bless his heart <laughs> just to, he gave me his phone number and um i used to call him at least once every six months and i talked to him or i talked to his wife corinne and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. they knew me so when it came time um i think it was about maybe a year later i was like 17 17 and a half he mm -hmm. held auditions and then I went on my first tour in, first I went to Brazil um, in 1979, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then um, worked on the Follow the Rainbow album. And then I did my first European tour with George. Wow, wow. That's yeah. <laughs> at, 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 uh, And again, the ripe old age of 17. 17 and a half. 17 and a half. <laughs> and 17 and a half, right? And you had already you'd already got you've got an album out on, on George with George and all that, and you're promoting that album. Right. We're promoting Follow the Rainbow. Okay. And ever okay. so often I would go, Can I do a song on the show show? You know, and he was like, oh, so I'm just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. want mm -hmm. to get a little bit more experience underneath. Right. You. I'm an album guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So show, you, show you the big fan that I am. I'm an album guy. Oh my gosh, um, Eddie. And now we're going to move <clears> on. <throat> and please, let's talk about this. Master of the game. Yeah. I want you for myself. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know that's like, you know, that's a song that, you know, those that know you, they recognize you from the song. I got to share this with you. When I first heard that album, first of all, from the first cut, I was like, and they used to say, I mean, if George Duke is, is George, if George, if it's George Duke's record, it's, it's, it's already good, right? Right, absolutely. So I'm playing this album and I got my headphones on and of course it's crazy loud and everything. And right. then <laughs> I Want You For Myself comes on, the song that features Lynn Davis. And Lynn, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh my God. And again, needless to say, I mean, this, the song is awesome. Your vocals are awesome. And George, I ain't going to even talk about him. Right. But, <laughs> right. The mix was awesome. Everything about that song from top to bottom was just right. Right. Yeah. And I literally stopped and I must have played that song, oh, I don't know, 50, 75 times before I let it move on. And this is in the days of, you know, like the turntable. So I'm like, right. I got to go hear that again. Let's right. hear that again. Ooh, let's go right. back and hear that again. What was the inspiration? First of all, is, is that the song that, like you said, you know, can I have my own song? Is it, was that the song or there were others before that one? <clears throat> no, actually, um, when I would ask him, can I do a song on the show? I had a favorite song of his, it was called Love and Life. And I really wanted to do that song. Mm, mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like I wanted him to ever ask him to write a song for me. Um, Okay. <clears throat> so when um, he, we were in the studio recording Master of the Game, he actually um, allowed uh, myself and the other vocalists to sing the song. And he said, you know, this is, you know, this song, 
You know, I believe as a writer too, that the song kind of tells you who it wants, what it wants. And so he said, this is your song. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't write that song for you. No, I don't think, just... I don't think so, you know, but okay. um, George was, uh, he was special, you know, I... so I don't know if while he was writing songs for the project that he, he projected, you. you know, okay, mm -hmm. I have these type of vocalists, you know, they would be able to, maybe he did in that mm -hmm. sense, but he never uh, shared with me, like I, he consciously wrote a song for me. No. Okay. Now I did hear that as far as his his his, his writing. I mean, he wrote in a way that would feature like everybody in his band. Yeah, he was amazing. You know, that would that would highlight them. You know, their talents or whatever. Yeah. So, and if if it was intentional or not, man, did he feature you on that one? I mean, he highlighted you on that one. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! And you brought your game on that one too. Totally. Oh, thank you. Thank what was this? What was the session? What uh, I was going to ask about that one specifically, but what were the sessions like with him? I mean, was it, I mean, need to say it was serious because it was George, but I mean, was it, it was up, it was always positive? It was always fun. Mm, okay. I mean, mm -hmm. we all knew who we were working with in the mm -hmm. level, but mm -hmm. um, George, and I think, always attracted the most talented, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. of everyone. And he would bring that positivity to the to the studio. Oh, it was it was serious because we knew the level of musicianship, you know, and mm -hmm. artistry of everyone there. Mm -hmm. But it was always fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always fun. Pluck, and that's one. <laughs> and uh, thank you. <laughs> and um, you know, talking stuff. You know. Uh -huh. You know. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you and you hung in there with the funky stuff though too. I mean, Matt, you know, the, I mean the the really serious. I mean the Dookie stuff, all the Dookie the Dookie trademark. You hung in there. Well, yeah. I mean, he had already done reach for it before uh, oh I God. became part dun, dun, and parcel, <laughs> right? Right. But yep. um, oh yeah, I could hang with all that. That was my roots mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as well. You know. Now, how do you, I mean, the time that you're working with him and everything, I mean, needless to say, that's a career in and of itself. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, hey, I perform with, I'm done, I'm good, you know, we can we can move on now. I mean, you went from him, like I said, to like other like legends in, in, in their time. Um, from from George, and of course that that relationship, you maintain that relationship and you always work with George. I mean, for throughout. Year. Yeah, for the next yeah. years. For the next. So whatever projects that he did, you know, I was usually on and movie scores and but right after meeting George, I think the next person that I started working a lot with was uh, Patrice Russian. Mm. Um, Another keyboard hero. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, went on tour with Patrice. Mm -hmm. And actually, how, how did that happen? Um, Patrice's mom and dad lived in the same neighborhood as my parents. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to run, that's when my track running days and I can't you ran remember. track? Oh, yeah. I mean, I loved to run. When I wasn't running, I was thinking about running. I loved it. Oh, and, wow. um, and so I, I, I don't remember exactly who did the introduction, 
But when we realized we lived so close, we started, Patrice and I started running together. And um, she actually was the first one that recognized uh, my writing abilities. And mm. so then a uh, lovely and divine music was born out of the collaboration with Patrice Russian. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, it was always fun. Sometimes uh, the vocals would sound so good and the blend was so hot that we just look at each other and start laughing, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. take, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, uh, for my love and, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm, that, that Freddie Washington would say, we put that thing on it. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that out too, because I mean, we've I've, I've focused, and, and needless to say, I'm kind of partial to keyboard players and all that stuff. And I, in this in this interview so far, I mean, I focused on George's playing, and you know, same with Patrice. These were no slouches vocally either. I mean, they could they could sing. I mean, no, let me let me rephrase that. They can sing. Yeah, I thought so. You know, George was always very critical of his voice, but I thought. He Are you had serious? The really beautiful, unique voices and falsettos of wow i loved his voice and i mean it's his harmonies i mean come on now (laughs) amazing harmonies right yes 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 and the same with patrice i mean her voice beautiful voice beautiful voice and just her her concept of just production and how to put things together and Mm -hmm. just amazing Mm -hmm. it was wonderful working with patrice wow Wow. <laughs> like I said, we're only focused. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, I was fortunate. I mean, to come into the business and be surrounded by uh, not only exceptional musicianship, magis- 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 but <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk right now. And it's early. It's early. <laughs> oh my God, I've been up since five, but that's what you do during the pandemic. Get up, get your walk on, and you know. That's me. Um, <laughs> but um, but they were good people. And mm-hmm. you know, it was, you know, a no drug, no silly stuff, no mm-hmm. dangerous stuff mm-hmm. kind of environment. And that was that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're so young and you're getting into a business like the music business, that's exactly, exactly. It's pockets of seediness here and there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. temptation everywhere and you know yeah. and like i said that speaks volumes to you as a person also not as well as a musician i mean that you kept your eye on the ball i mean you did not deviate yeah. from keeping your eye on the ball and you you kept yeah. it moving and i like your your audition story it's like i came here to audition i didn't come here to hang out i didn't come here to party i did mm-hmm. that and i'm out you know so my business here for now is done you know and i love they that actually, they were actually the very first tour in europe they were concerned about me because I wouldn't hang out a lot after the show because mm-hmm. that's just wasn't my thing mm-hmm. I would go back to the room to a book you know I gotta save my vocals for the next show mm-hmm. you know? for you up and coming vocalists please listen to that listen yes because I mean yes. you're right I, and I mean you know as to, a vocalist to... your entire body is your mm-hmm. instrument mm-hmm. so you can't be tired. Your voice is going to be tired. Mm. And you can't, you can't hide it either. I mean, you know, if no. your voice is tired, you cannot hide that. No. So you always took you care of yourself. You drink the night before you have to do a show and your vocal cords are all swollen and, and you know, inflamed. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You might be able to pull it off, but it won't be 
you know, like it's, I was. It's not you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. And, and again, and I mean, we can go on with, I'm sure you, we talk about like you're, you're doing a CD. Okay. Are you going to write a book? Uh, I just lost you again. Okay. There you are. Okay. Are you going to write a book? I have written a book. You have, okay. Right now, um, I'm having it edited and uh, it should be coming out very shortly. Is there a title? Yes, there is. Do do tell. Can you share yet? No, the title. It's called Above Circumstance. Above Circumstance. Yes. Lynn Davis, Above Circumstance. <laughs> let me, right, let me, let me. And it's got some stories in it to um, hopefully to educate, to illuminate, and to elevate um, those that are up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, what to expect how to conduct themselves mm-hmm. with respect. Um, I have Me Too, Me Too stories. I have uh, stories of people not um, being as respectful as they should. You know, when you've got kids and we were kids, mm-hmm. you know, coming in full of dreams and aspirations mm-hmm. and all you're worried about is what's in it for you or you try to take advantage of her because she's a woman and uh, talented and beautiful. You know, you can really squash someone's uh, joy for wanting to, uh, you know, continue to pursue their dream. I think we have a responsibility, not just us coming into the business, but those that are there, you know, you've got to protect the young people that are coming in. You got to protect their dreams. You have Mm -hmm. to protect their integrity and show them how to move with (gasps) self-respect and integrity, Mm -hmm. you know? Now you, you kind of touched on that um, women in the business, okay. Um, needless to say, I mean they're they're I mean they're the business. I mean there are women there. I mean, what was it like for you on the business side of it? I mean, um, can you can you speak on that, or do you want to say that for the book? Because I'm sure you speak on that in the book. I I'll speak on it right now a bit. Okay. Um, okay. I can't say that um, as far as. When I got into the business, I never saw, uh, my aspiration was never to be a background singer. I, I didn't even know that that was a career. It just- Wow, kind of, really? And, no, uh-uh. uh-huh. I just uh-huh. wanted to get into the music business. And I think then my um, main goal was to be um, 
an artist, a solo artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was easy to um, get caught up in, you know, the support scene, uh, number one, because people were requesting, you know, mm -hmm. for what you bring. And um, I think what I brought was a sound. You did. You know? mm -hmm. And um, I will say this, and though I am very blessed and, and uh, I'm very grateful that the people that in, you know, included me into their vision and their, their world, and I was able to be a part of some wonderful, um, wonderful music that'll be around for forever. Yes. I wish more people would um, invest, be vested in helping those people like myself get something of their own within this business and not just partake of what we have to offer you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I mean, Quincy does it. Um, has done it, you know, James Ingram and Patty Austin. And, you know, I think it was a smart thing to do. Um, that didn't really happen, you know, um, for me. And um, although I did have, you know, you'll have to read the book and there are some I can't stories. Wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot so wait. Interesting, interesting stories. But, um, you know, in any business where it's, there's a, I think there's, you know, an unspoken group of people who Philip and, Philip Ingram and I, as uh, for instance, would say we were part of the A-team. We worked mm -hmm. weekly mm -hmm. and uh, we were A-team callers, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think we were A-team callers because, uh, we always brought uh, a level of excellence and we always brought more than we were expected uh -huh. to give, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so within that group, you, you always have people who are trying to penetrate that level. And, and I'm the kind of person that was always extending a hand and trying to help. But uh, you know how it goes, Eddie, you know? Yep. People uh, buying for your position and, yep. Yep. you know, I was very young and naive and thought that people were uh, actually friends and they're very few friends. Uh, it's really about two people working towards a common goal. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have the saying that you can never assess who a person is when they're in a position of need because they'll be whoever they need. They think you need them to be. It's when they don't need so you anymore is when you see the real them. Mm -hmm. Now there are exceptions to the rule, like the but fingers, very few, mm -hmm. but very very few. On one mm -hmm. hand, fingers left over. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. And then there are women in the business that conduct themselves like I did with respect and integrity. Mm -hmm. And there are women that made it difficult for women like me to do business mm -hmm. on a certain level because they were doing business differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And that was always challenging, always. Mm-hmm. 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 And it was a man's business. So at that point in time, my inspiration for doing, I, I wanted to do it all. I wanted to write my songs, produce, because I said, if Tina Marie can do it, you know, she was mm-hmm. a bad girl. She was mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. So I was producing my own demos, writing my own songs. And I tried to wow. get, you know, publishing deals. And I remember going into Warner Brothers with a friend of mine who was present in the studio uh, as I was recording these songs. And the West Coast manager said to her, I don't believe that she did this. Did she do this? She really produced? She said, yeah, I was there while she was doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those mm-hmm. are the kind of barriers that I experienced. Wow. Wow. More than anything. <laughs> it gets kind of squirrely out there too, you know. Oh, like, and it's, it's still book, is. You have to read the book. But. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot, I cannot wait. Above circumstance. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's funny. You, you had mentioned earlier as far as going to school for your parents and all that, and you did that. But I mean, for you, it seems to me like the best school you had gone to was the business. And I mean, the people that you've worked with, I mean, you know, you can't be taught that in school. You can't be taught. And again, I mean, we're t- talking legends here. I mean, you know, again, you know, George Duke, uh, Patrice Russian, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, and all that. Yeah. I mean, you can't be taught any of that in school. And and that right. that, like you said, you're one of the A-listers. You're the people. You're the person that calls. That that's. I, I can't state enough that speaks volumes to your character, you know, forget the musicianship, just like to, to you as a person, you know, Thank I know you. I can trust this person. I know when this person comes, they're going to bring their A game. I know I don't have to worry about this person, even in your, even in your teens, you know, right. I know she's not going to run out there and get wild and all that. And I mean, I mean, yeah, I was serious. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that you stayed there. I mean, that you knew then at that age, because like I said, at that age, that's when we're all like, you know, young and dumb, you know, but that you stayed there and that you kept focused on all that stuff and that you didn't need anybody to watch over you. I mean, this is, this is where I am. You don't have to worry about me. This, and this is where I'm going, you know, right. and I'm going to hang with a certain kind of people. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, mm. And my, I, I always um, give credit to my parents and I will never forget on that note, what you just said, Mm-hmm. That when I asked my mother, could I um, take a break? Um, you know, USC would let you take a break and come back. Um, and I was in my third year. Mm-hmm. And I remember her words to this day. She said, absolutely, because that is part of your education as well. Oh, wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that How is. many parents would say to their 17-year-old, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. go out on tour to Europe Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they knew they used to tell me we always knew that this was your path wow wow and you're right how many parents say that how many parents say oh what for the music thing that's just a hobby right. you know that's not right. you know <laughs> i need you to be a lawyer i need you to be a doctor I need right. you to be whatever right. you know this is what i need but what about what right. i want and that your parents recognize that yes mm-hmm. yeah like i said i can't read this book <laughs> I can't wait to read this book. I cannot wait to read this uh, book. Thank you. I hope I really everybody can. feels the same way when it comes out because it was really um, a work from the heart, like mm-hmm. inspired, mm-hmm. God inspired. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Because I really want um, this younger generation, Jimmy, 
to um, to avoid some of the pitfalls that um, are there. And now the business is something else. I don't even know if it's the music business anymore, is it? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Jimmy. You, you. <laughs> we better not go there because I don't no, have no, anything good to say. I, it's really interesting because you kind of touched upon that as far as like the musicianship and that you had to work to sing. And I mean, you, you, you knew what it was to take care of your voice. And I mean, you actually put in that work. Your voice, like you said, your whole body is the instrument or whatever. Yeah. And like, and like you allude to today, it's like, and me as an instrumentalist, it's like, okay, so you hit a button to to do that, you know, but I I need I need this I need I need that. Right. But you know? can you really play, darling? Not the NPC. Can you? Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right. So you're talking about as far as getting into that. Don't get me started. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. So. My and I mean, there is such a thing as far as like keeping up with the, the technology part of it because things do change. I get that. But I mean, you could never like forget like the physical part of it. I mean, this exactly. this is it, you know, yeah. and that's where the work is, you know. Yeah. Um, you, I wanted to talk to you as far as like your, your songwriting too, because that's another thing too. You know, we don't, leave the, we don't need the machines to make the music. <laughs> yeah. right. We need you to make the music. Exactly. We need you to write. Yeah. When did when did you discover, or was that always like your lifelong thing to to eventually get into songwriting production or or whatever? Did you start writing back then, or you know? Because again, I mean, you had like the best you had the best teachers. I started <laughs> so. writing. We, I did. I really was blessed to have um, Patrice and George and mm -hmm. and uh, friends that were incredible writers like Freddie Washington and Sherry Brown. You know. Mm -hmm. um, Steve I always, right? Um, I always uh, had a knack for writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever Patrice and I wrote, I wonder if she remembers this. She would come to my house and she'd already had the track done. And, and <laughs> of course. We, we were, right? And uh -huh. we would like some of the, the lyrics, you know, we would write together. Uh -huh. and Eddie, I am not kidding you within 45 minutes to an hour, that song was written. It was just a flow. It, it just happens. Um, mm -hmm. What is that song? Um, Where There Is Love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we would, we would talk about it for about 10 minutes and mm -hmm. then it would just come. Wow. And um, that's how writing has been for me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not good at one of those contrived writers or let's write this kind of I love song. that, contrived writers, I love it. You know, <laughs> I'm not that, I'm really uh -huh. not that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. is What is your, your is, is there a procedure, is there a method to your songwriting? I mean, do you have to be, what, what is it, in, inspired? Or do you like, like take the time, okay, today I'm, today I'm gonna write. Is it, is it like that with you or what, what is your? Usually they just come. Um, okay. Sometimes I wake up in the morning with a melody or I could be driving and I hear the melody and the lyrics and I hear the whole production. And mm -hmm. it just, um, 
come. It just mm-hmm. comes. Like uh, one day I was, uh, when I wrote Hide and Seek for um, Tracy Spencer, I just, I heard the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard the, 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 I said the lyrics I was talking about, I was developing this story. And then I said, oh, hide and seek. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a hood. And so Lynn, do you play? Do you, do you play an instrument? I played uh, violin for about 13 years of my life when I was younger. Okay. And um, I play enough piano to get the chords out and to okay. present song yes okay that's why i ask because as as a songwriter and especially like you said you work you you're driving along and you come up with a melody you come up with lyrics and all this stuff so you can hear this in your head you can yeah. hear the whole production in your head i hear the How do chords you... i hear yeah okay everything. and you do know enough of the piano where you can play those chords for like a yeah. patrice russian or a george duke whatever well, or, or, I and I mentioned them because we, you know, I mean, it, it could be Stevie, whatever. I mean, how do you get, how do you convey that to like those, those musicians? I play the chords, very okay. simplistic version, version of uh, piano playing. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I mean, it's um, not to, enough to where they understand. I mean, they know where I you're going. The vocal. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a story about that in the book that you're going to find pretty interesting. <laughs> That's when I learned, don't drop your songs off at record companies. Because you might hear them later. Oh, no. Really? But it's, you know, that's all part of the education. You know, this is the music business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How were were you when you understood that, that, that thing, that this is not fun and games, this is a business? Because I mean, up until then, I mean, it's fun. Oh man, I love to sing. I love to play. You know, that's what I love you know, to do. If everybody did uh, above board business, business that was uh, beneficial for not just their greedy selves, but for the artists as well, we could have, we could still keep having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe some of the artists that went through what they went through, like Prince wouldn't have gone through what he went through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really of the mind now that we need to, a wise man profited from the experience of others. I say, be independent. And that's one of the blessings of, of the way things are now. You don't really need record companies. There you go. You're but so back right. then and there, back where the time where I came up, we needed record companies. And mm-hmm. this is what I heard so many times. I was tired of hearing it. Well, we need something that sounds more a little bit like Whitney Houston. Or um, do you have a, a Mariah Carey type of song? Like if they don't have something to compare you to, forget it. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. have someone to compare you to. Mm-hmm. My, my, so, per, my, my personal story was the kissing game. It was, that's what I was told. I was like trying to get into a re- reduction, uh, a reduction, and maybe that's what it is, a production right? deal, <laughs> <laughs> a production deal. And I, you know, and this, I was, I'm more like a smooth jazz because my, my, my training is classical. I started with classical playing. Uh, classical playing classical training so i'm like writing trying to get a production deal and the kissing game was the the hot new song then you know 
and I'll never forget that. It's like, you know, who, and I forgot who it was I was speaking to. That's, that's nice. I, I, I like that, but we need something like the kissing game. Can you write something like that? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. It's just because we know that they have no regard for the creative process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's and you that, have those groups. Business. Mm -hmm. And you have those groups or those 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 artists that you know, hey, they are who they are because they did something different. <laughs> exactly. You know? So I'm like 22 at Warner Brothers, and they're asking me to write with Christopher Cross, who mm -hmm. up to then only had one really hit song, Sailing, mm -hmm. and like. Mm -hmm. I don't think my style is sailing <laughs> Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh -huh. what you're really saying is you want this young talent to revive. And you know, I'm not hating. I'm not mm -hmm. saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You understand. was a talented guy not taking anything away from Christopher. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But because um, those are those were great songs though. <laughs> the, the game. The uh, game. The oh, game they play. You understand? Wow. Okay. <coughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to get a production deal. Uh-huh. I'm uh -huh. not here to try to revive those mm -hmm. that you already have signed to your production company. Hello. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, so I, I think for what I know now um, would be the best time for me to, and which is why I am doing what I'm doing at this point in time, because if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, ah. mm, 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 mm. Is, is your book. Um, and that's what I kind of like. That's what, what I like about doing this. And speaking to people such as yourselves, because I, I I like to consider it as as more of a, a teaching tool, you know. Mm -hmm. Now this is what this person did. This is how this person got to where they are, and all this stuff. This is not an unsung or behind the music or whatever. I, you know, this is more mm -hmm. like those are that are coming up in the business. This is mm -hmm. how this person made it, you know. And you mm -hmm. want to listen to this, and everything you're saying is like, I got goosebumps now. I'm just thinking, I'm listening to you like like, you really need to listen to this story. You really need to listen to the story. Um, uh, you're working on your CD now, your first CD, right? Right, ever, yes. Right, right, after all these years. And this, and again, speaks to how busy, I mean, you stayed busy. I mean, whether it be in the studio, on tour, I mean, you stayed busy all those years. And that was like always my question. And I, and I gotta tell you, I was actually looking back in the day, you know, before there was an internet or whatever, did she release a CD? Did she release an album yet? You know, I was you actually- did. Looking. Yeah, yeah. So many of those yucky experiences that, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't even, Eddie, have you ever been on a path and then you realize, I don't even want to be a solo artist. I don't even want that life. Mm, you know, it didn't mm -hmm. look like something that I wanted to live, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. musically, yes. But the life within the business signed to a record company as an artist, and I saw how they dealt with people's lives mm -hmm. no so you know i kind of walked away and did my own thing outside the music industry as well you're that person that like i i, I think and tell me if i'm wrong here I, and i kind of consider my, myself that you know i don't i'm not sure that i even want to be on the front of the album cover i want to be on the back 
you know, right. <laughs> I want to be in that list of credits, you know, right. and, and I'm like, good. just like you said, I'd be totally good with that. Cause I'm not ego driven. I'm, mm -hmm. I really love to sing and I love music. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to honor my gift, my God given gift, mm -hmm. but not the mm -hmm. at the expense of my integrity. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you only Man, get one. That's it. That's it. You know, so yeah, you might have whatever, whatever, but how are you living? Where are you going when you no longer living? <laughs> you know, um, sell your soul. Wow. Wow. How do you, how do you, 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 man, you've got like a wealth of advice and I, I, I keep focusing on this book. I cannot wait for this book to come out. Is there, is there a date? Do we have a date yet? Or is it, will it be in 2020 or are we waiting in 2020? It will be um, released at the beginning of 2021. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, and I, needless to say, I'm sure there's going to be like a bunch of advice in there. <laughs> yes, it is. Good. I, Good. I tried not to be preachy, you know, um, more. I mean, if, if anybody can offer preachy. that, I mean, you definitely can. You know. Yes, 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 yes. My gosh. I, so, I think that we need to like bring more light into the music business for sure. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? mm, mm. Kind of dark, isn't it? I was thinking, what is what is the Jeffrey Osborne? What's Jeffrey Osborne speaking of light? <laughs> it's like, you know, wow, don't I? I miss J.O. and uh, Howard Hewitt and, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. What was the name of that? You Really Don't Need No Light? Was that the name of it? Really Don't Need No Light. Right, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's like what is going on? What is wrong with the music industry? These people are still incredible talent. That's something that was going to be my next question. How do you see the music business like in, in the future? I mean, needless to say, COVID has changed things, you know, big time. But if it weren't for that, how would you have seen, how did you see the business going forward? I think that the business right now is, um, very dark and demonic to me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I went there. No, no, please. You don't want me to go to that No, please, place, please, but, please do. Um, and I think that God's people really need to pierce the darkness and come mm -hmm. back with some light mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and not just try, stop trying to assimilate to this madness that it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i don't even think it's about music anymore it's I it's agree. Like some weird spiritual battleground mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know place to win souls and make mm -hmm. money and you know all this weirdness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I agree growing up signs and illuminati you know what and but can I put you on a session if George Duke was here with George Duke and could you do the session? If, Wait a minute, say, say that again? If, if George Duke was here and you had a session to do with him, you know, could you do the session? Could you, could you bring it? Ah, good You know question. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is your musicianship on a certain level or are you just looking the part as a commodity to- As a commodity. Mm -hmm. As a commodity, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And 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 again, again, uh, this this is about Lynn Davis. This and and me, I, I probably apologize for this early. We keep mentioning George, and um, you know, I mean, George, is, okay. you did your thing with George. Um, but I mean, and again, I mean, there's like this long list of people that you played with, but this is about Lynn Davis, and I mean, the things you've done. And like I said, your book coming out, you're finally working on your CD. And another thing that I can't wait to hear, I cannot And wait to I hear also that. have, um, I teamed up with another writer and um, we formed a production company and we have a song that's coming out uh, by the end of the year. So that'll probably be out before um, Lynn Davis from the vault and the, um, and the book. Um, so, you know, I finally came to a place where, you know, I really felt that God was wanted me to re-engage. Mm -hmm. Now, when you, when you stepped away, how long was that? Did you, did you like completely step away or did you just, I'm not, I'm just not going to be as busy, you know? You know. Because I mean, you worked at what was, like you said, like 20 some years. I mean, just straight. You know, just it was so straight. amazing and I've never told this story, but um, I was at Radio City and I think it was, was Marvin Gaye. And I met uh, the East Coast uh, singers that I've always loved. I mm -hmm. mean, they're so phenomenal. Lisa Fisher, Fonzie Thornton, you know, oh, Lucas Crew, yeah. Paulette, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. We were on tour together with Marvin. Mm -hmm. And um, Marvin Gaye, that is, for you guys that are keeping score. Exactly Marvin Gaye, that was, is. Right, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I was like, the Marvin Gaye, the right. last tour that he ever did. And, um, I was about 20 years old. So, you know, you're I was so caught up in the just the the beauty and the blessing of it all that I wasn't even looking at where I was because mm -hmm. I'm not egotistical like that, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, I think this brother knew that he had to give me a perspective. And thank you, Fonzie Thornton, because he took me over to the side. He said, uh, you do know that you are the new West Coast diva, don't you? And I just kind of looked at him like, oh, mm -hmm. Eddie, I didn't even see myself like that, really. Wow. Wow. I didn't even, but it gave me a perspective. I thought everybody worked as much as I did, mm. or we did, but... <laughs> I did. Mm -hmm. I really, mm -hmm. really did. You know, it's really something because as, a, as I'm like, going, I work more than you, and I'm working with it. No, you know, it wasn't mm -hmm. like that. Back right. Oh, the right. Right. Days, right. We all kind of indirectly helped each other. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, not just vocalists either, but like if uh, Paul Jackson was doing the such and such, and Freddie was doing another gig, you know, we turn each other on. Mm -hmm. I think I introduced Paul Jackson to George Duke. I mean, I don't, I don't, ah, that's what he man, says. You are so remember, one of the few. I, I mean, you, you shared, it. you shared. I always have, but mm -hmm. it wasn't always reciprocated, uh, you know. Welcome to the music business, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a point where I was like, okay, I've done this. Mm -hmm. I'm just repeating myself. Mm -hmm. After I worked with Yanni, um after I work with Yanni. <laughs> I just I wanted to do something uh that was 
going to, I, I wanted to work with children. I wanted to do contribute to society in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like, I feel like the music business kind of breeds a sort of narcissism, you know? Yes. And um, I didn't want to be in my 50s and 60s trying to be a seven, eight and living out of my suitcase and wondering how I'm going to pay my mortgage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't want to uh-huh. do that anymore. Uh-huh. You know? And if you're, if you're not taking it to the next level and, and becoming an, um, a solo artist, then mm-hmm. you have to consider the music was beginning to change then. And right. um, hip hop was on the scene and they were more self-contained and they didn't need a lot of background singers. And so I thought, well, I'll probably end up having to, um, you know, be on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I miss so much from being on the road. Mm-hmm. I miss graduations mm-hmm. and holidays. And mm-hmm. my mom kept my dog for me. And, you know, it's just. Right, right. And so I walked away, Eddie. And, um, who walks away at the top of their career? Well, I did, and people didn't understand it, but what I found interesting that nobody really called to ask. You mm-hmm. know, they mm-hmm. just assumed whatever. And I went and did my thing. I became a probation officer for a minute. Are you serious? Really? Yeah, so like, right, because of some of the decisions that I made then, I am sitting very nicely, retired, not having mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always admired people like that who do walk away at the top of their game. And again, that goes back. And I, I keep saying, I mean, that goes back to like your thinking, your focus, that goes back to you as a person and all that. Those people that can do that, that don't, that don't hang on, you know, I'm, I, it's time. It's time for me to step away for a minute. Yes. That's, yes. that's huge. That's a huge decision. And I yes. admire people that do that. I really do. I really I do. wish so many other people would have, um, had that perspective they may still be with us mm. they just you know good point man whitney didn't have to sing another note for me baby she did her thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know if you needed mm-hmm. to just take a vacation yep she, a, Luther, a retirement mm-hmm. you could do that whitney houston because you yep. you already had left an incredible legacy yep luther vandress was another Prince, Luther, I mean, all of them, you know. Prince, mm-hmm. uh, Vesta, yep. Uh, yep. Phyllis Hyman. Yep, you're right. Donnie, you know, I mean, all it, of them. It's so, when you, you can't listen to the chatter, you can't let the chatter penetrate mm-hmm. your soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you have, mm-hmm. you have and you wonder how many, yeah. Yep, yep, you you do, you do. And you wonder how many of those people let like, you know, were led by like the outside forces, if right. you know what I mean. You know. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. So. Yeah. Mm. Like I saw Prince like go to another place that he he mellowed and matured and you know, he was good. I think mm-hmm. he was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I do personally when I see him, I go, oh wow. Now he's on the piano and he was just such an incredible uh, talent. You know? it's, it's, it's interesting. Prince was one of the few that I used to wonder like, okay, I mean, the man was a genius, you know, musically. 
Yes. He was a genius business-wise as well. Right. And some of the stuff that he taught, first of all, it's like, I remember thinking, man, how do you have time to learn everything that this man has learned and still stay on top of the game all in all these things, you know? I mean, he would come out and speak about things that I thought I knew. And it's like, no, no, no. Didn't realize how intelligent he was. He was crazy intelligent. Yeah. And so was Michael though. And he's very quiet about it. Yeah. But Stevie Wonder, to me, in my opinion, personified the example that I was speaking of earlier mm-hmm. of really cultivating and encouraging and supporting new talent in your mm-hmm. dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he afforded so many of the vocalists that I know, mm-hmm. but I um, I just want to give him uh, the respect in this moment for me. Mm-hmm. I was able to go to the Seth Riggs because of Stevie Wonder. Wow, really? Yes. He actually um, um, financed my lessons for like a year or two. Is that right? See, that, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Only, only Stevie, only Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder. Mm-hmm. I don't know of anybody else in the business that has invested in young people like mm-hmm. he. Has. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be a lot. Expecting of nothing in return, just wants want to invest. Wants the in best for you. Being your best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How incredible wow. is that? That that's crazy. That's that's. <laughs> and you talk about that in your book, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, going back to what you said, is it Fonzie? I just want to make sure I got the name right. Oh, Fonzie, Fonzie Thornton, yeah. Okay. What he Bye. said, as far as like you being like, you know, one of the West Coast singers, as, as I was, again, going through like the list of people that you work with, I'm like, and even what I'm saying now, you know, she worked with people. It's like, no, she's, at, she's one of them, <laughs> you know? I mean, you are, you know, I mean, Lynn Davis, but I mean, you know, you're in that list with the Aretha Franklin's and the Whitney Houston's and, and this and that and the other. You are Lynn Davis. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what's so special about this project that we're releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with a couple of incredible writers, Matthew Wilder, Dennis McCoskey, mm. Mm-hmm. And, pro- and producers. Mm-hmm. And we wrote these incredible songs and decided that, you know, it would be dishonorable not to, not to, for people never to hear them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're completely, um, they're complete masters. They're, they're done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Lynn Davis from the vault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love in. it, love it. Mm-hmm. Lynn, I want to ask you one other question regarding another artist that you work work, work with. And mm-hmm. let me make sure that I get this right. Is it uh, Toshinobu Kubota? Toshinobu Kubota in I Japan. I got it right. You got, got it, it right. right. Got it right. Yeah, what a talented uh, young man. Um, I would compare him to being like the Michael Jackson of Japan. Wow. He like could that. sing, baby, and dance. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking authentically it was mm-hmm. generally within him you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um i worked with him on two different occasions um 
the first year kind of by myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it was wonderful. Uh, a bit of a culture shock to stay in Japan for 10 months straight without coming home. Um, oh, wow. Wow. You know, like whenever my friends were coming in, like with Michael Jackson or Shaka Khan, I was like running, you know, whenever I saw somebody, <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> like Michael Shaka. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is am, am, am I being presumptuous to say that, that you did learn the language while you were there? I, I did. I went to Berlin, and of course, as a matter of fact, and had one on one. And language is, is such as if you don't practice it and use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And I did the second year and uh, George asked me to uh, call a couple of the vocalists in 101 North. Mm. And uh, that was the last year that I worked in Japan and you'll have to hear about all of that in the book. Yes, okay. But- <laughs> I'll be, I'll be getting the first, I'll be hunting all over to get the first copy of that. I, I literally can't wait. I cannot wait. But, but we sang but, in Japanese. We traveled all around Japan. That was my next question. You had to sing in Japanese. Mm-hmm. It was mm. wonderful. Yeah. 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 How, how long were you with him? For two years. Okay. okay. Yeah. Recording too? Um, did I do any albums with Toshi? I don't think I did any albums. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Did I? See? I <laughs> see? This woman has worked so much with everybody. Let's see. Did I? No, no, seriously. Sometimes I'm driving in the car and I hear something. I go, is that me? <laughs> then I come home and look at my discography and go, oh, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, that was. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's pretty, but almost practically like every song you hear on the radio, right, Lynn? I mean. Listen, I have a story I was working with. Wait, let me get it right. See, I still don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mick, Mick Jagger. Uh, uh-huh. I was working on an album with him. and With Mick Jagger? He was so sweet. When I think uh, back to it, I'm a bit mm-hmm. embarrassed. Uh, we worked for like two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, several times a, a, a week, a day in those weeks. And uh, he was just so gracious and so kind. And um, him and I would go and play uh, the pinball machine, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was kicking my butt, you know, he was like, and so finally the second week, I actually won and I was like, yay. I was like, yay, Nick, I finally beat you. Uh-huh. And one of his blokes said, darling, it's not Mick, it's Mick, <laughs> Mick Jagger. And <laughs> it's, it's so funny I when you had so said that, when you, I heard you say Nick. I mean, you were so matter of fact, but I heard you say Nick. I'm like, oh, she, 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 she means Mick. But I had been saying it the whole time. And then I started to think maybe I used to see him just kind of smiling and laughing at me and he'd give me a hug. Cause I was like, Nick this, Nick, did you like that? Was that take good, Nick? I was Nick, 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 and he was so sweet. He never said anything. Never said anything. He was probably like, this black woman don't even know who I am. And of course I knew who he was. Uh, right, right. I thought it was Nick. <laughs> and uh, after that, I got invitations to go to his, um, to everything that he had. He had, you know, nice. Christmas parties and 
Nice. I like people like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was probably refreshing for him to have someone around him that just dug his music and wasn't tripping on, mm-hmm. oh, I'm working with Mick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And he's not the wild man. Right. It, no, I didn't see any of that. It was mm. wonderful. Wow. That's he was awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So man. I talked about the good and I talk about uh, the bad. And then uh, I'm very transparent in this book. Mm-hmm. And I talk about, uh, you know, a couple of decisions that I regret it because um, you don't always know um, where you are. Um, with, without, uh, man. Okay, I'll just come out now. Can, do you, can you share one of them or do you want to reserve those for the book? Um, I will say this. Okay. Is that it becomes so second nature because you, this is your life now. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's easy to not see where you are. When you're dealing with one day you're doing a session for, you know, the Jackson Five or Michael and the next day you're working with Steven Spielberg or Lilo Hamm, you know, mm-hmm. it's easy well, I, I guess it was not easy, but what I, that's one of my two regrettable decisions when I got called to do something and I chose to do something else. And I called somebody else to do the pre-production for me. And they ended up doing this duet for someone. And that was a big proof off. And they'll never tell the story, but I'm, okay. I'm telling. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> the book, the book. Right, right, right. <laughs> Above circumstance, the first, yeah. the first part of 2021. Yes. Okay. And the album from the vault. I said the album, the from CD the from yeah. the vault. <laughs> and are they, and that's going to be the first part of January as well. I'm sorry, yeah. the first part of 2021 as well. Yes. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Lynn, I can go on and on and on and on and on. This has (laughs) been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing it. Like I said, I mean, I've I've been a fan. I've been a quiet fan all these years. It's such an honor for me to finally meet you. It it really is. It's Um, an honor to meet you as well, which is always one of my favorite groups. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh yeah, you. I got goosebumps. I was like, she's yes. She was. She was, I, love she was Rich. I mean, you guys were doing the darn thing, and mm. you just weren't great uh, vocalists, but you, the musicianship. How many groups were doing Thank that? Thank How you. many groups had the whole package? Like Thank that? you. Thank you. Thank you. We had yeah. we had fun. Philip and is still it, blowing. I mean, I was, I was just gonna say, and you knowing knowing Philip Ingram. That's Man. that's what that's what I had to deal with all these years. <laughs> that's my brother. Dude. Oh yeah, same, same. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank love, God love you that. all the time. Well, thank you. I'm glad that he uh, hooked us up, and this yes. has been a pleasure. Exactly. Thank you for doing that. Shout out to Philip Ingram because I mean, I mean, he he's like, have you spoken to Lynn? I'm like. I don't even know then. Really? You don't know? <laughs> like, yeah, let me let, let me make a call. Yeah, Philip, please, please, please. Uh, so again, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate my it. My pleasure. Thank you, right. Eddie. 
God Lynn bless. Davis on the playground where the players play. Again, thank All you. All right. Okay. And again, one more, one more time. Uh, the the uh, the book above circumstance, the CD from the vault. Look for both yeah. of them. The first part yeah. of 2021. Yes. I love you. Thank you again. Thank you, Eddie. All righty. Take care. Yeah. You too.